Welcome to Bridging the Gap. I'm your host, Marianne Rose. You are about to embark on a relevant and timely journey of thought with registered psychologist, Dr. Cyrus Dirksen. Thank you for tuning in and expect to be enlightened right now. Hi, Cyrus. Hey, Marianne. How's it going? I'm doing really well. How are you? That's good. I'm doing really Mm. well as well. Had a lovely wedding of a friend yesterday. Mm, Yeah. It's always nice. It's always beautiful, right? To see that kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they're a mature couple getting married Mm. for the second time each. And they talked about how the last love. And I thought, yeah, you know, I'm in my first and last love Mm. in my marriage. But the feeling of like eternal, there was something different Mm. about the expression of that Mm. for each other. So you can see it be so much deeper Mm. there's a depth in longevity and how Mm. long a person has been together how long they've lived Mm. and then they're in a relationship and you can see some of that Mm. i like this deep kind of entering (laughs) into that kind of complexity and the history and nuance right you know when things aren't so obvious or when there's layers to it right it's nice Mm -hmm. it's beautiful i feel like that leads well to what we're going to talk about is depth in relationship, being able to divide Mm. between when you see someone who's maybe superficial Mm. and shallow versus someone who has depth and Mm -hmm. character. The word title for the show is conviction. Mm. Maybe that's such a good word. Strange. Mm -hmm. Do people use that? Oh, my convictions about this situation are. Mm -hmm. Normally people use it kind of like as a statement about what their opinion is or how strong their opinion is mm-hmm. like uh, how sure they are or how important something is to them yeah yeah when you think about conviction as a deeper part of your moral code mm-hmm. what are your convictions that you won't cross or mm-hmm. you perhaps need to mm-hmm. examine mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i think that sometimes people use it to talk about when they are living a life and they realize it doesn't line up with their convictions or they need to change their convictions. It's like, oh, I'm doing this thing, but I'm feeling convicted. I'm feeling like I'm not doing it the way that I should be doing it. So that's another way people use this. It's very similar, but it's just a little bit of a nuanced difference in that feeling of like, one of the closer words to it would be feeling of guilt or something like that, feeling shame, like feeling, oh man, I didn't do this right. And I want to change that in my life. This thing doesn't sit right with me. Mm. I know the expressions of guilt Mm -hmm. and shame are often tied to unhealthy Mm -hmm. places, like Mm -hmm. where your response to yourself is Mm -hmm. hatred. Mm -hmm. Or a person is guilty Mm -hmm. because they've committed a crime. Mm -hmm. Yes, a person can be guilty, Okay, so if it's real and if it's attached to a reality, then you experience a conviction. And so shame is also this expression that Mm -hmm. carries a bit of hate Mm -hmm. to it as Mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. And so can you somehow be able to discern? Because I think sometimes you'll just keep yourself in a cycle Mm -hmm. of shame, of guilt. Mm -hmm. But if you can receive it as a conviction to strengthen you to something Mm -hmm. new, Mm -hmm. it's not going to have hate on it. Right. My hope is that people would be able to feel something akin to what we're talking about here. Some kind of feeling like, oh shoot, I didn't do that right, and I would like to do that better. That's not a bad 
thing. And, but it, put, it puts us in a bind in our culture sometimes because our culture sometimes is so much about you're perfect the way that you are that anything that comes against that and says, oh, you made a mistake is sometimes automatically thought of as a terrible thing. And there's definitely realities where people will go into really negative places about themselves and hate themselves and have it without any hope and things like that. And that's not a great place to be in when you're feeling worthless and hopeless. And I'm not suggesting that, but there also needs to be a place and it almost goes without saying that there needs to be a place where it's like, oh, I made a mistake and this isn't the way I want to live and I would like to change directions. I hope we can have a place for that in our world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We sure do need it. Mm -hmm. And I think it's more peaceful than people think. Of course, it's disruptful. Mm -hmm. It's like, okay, you're going to disrupt your normal mm -hmm. or whatever you've gotten used to. Mm -hmm. It's not comfortable for you anymore. Right. That could even pertain to a relationship where mm -hmm. it's like, okay, now I am with a friend. When I walk away from spending time with them, I don't feel uplifted, mm. I feel burdened, mm. maybe bitter, just bad feelings. And not maybe towards the friend, but what it was left with because mm -hmm. there wasn't health in the time together. And perhaps this happens again and again where you're with that same person and it's not healthy. And when I say the word burden, I don't mean that it's not okay to have burdens and carry burdens for each other and care mm. for one another in hurts and okay well sometimes it's going to be a season of a downer maybe mm. because there's stuff going on and you can't just like oh i can't be around this person anymore because they're sad right. it's like okay well they just lost their mother mm. it's yeah. like oh, yes. it's a little bit of there's some time for care yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then the other where it's like oh no this this is actually unhealthy for different reasons and you'll mm. know what those are because you're just walking away mm. feeling a little less than mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's necessary to evaluate our experiences with people in our lives and to be able to see it i mean sometimes we're so caught up in just living our lives that we don't actually see our lives we don't actually feel our lives in a way we just kind of continue on and it can lead to real lack of growth and development so to be able to feel a relationship and afterwards say is this right for me is this where i need to go or to experience a decision or to experience a priority where you're like oh this is more important than that and then like oh well maybe it's not you know like maybe i've got that wrong i think that's so good to be able to sit back and actually think which is kind of what conviction's about sometimes it happens to you and you just feel it you i feel convicted and also sometimes I think we can encourage it. You can actually enter into it by choice and be like, I want to evaluate my ways in my life and I want to get a head start on this and get into a place where I'm really making decisions that I think align up with what's important to me. Mm -hmm. I like that you brought it to yourself personally and what mm -hmm. you're convicted of in yourself because mm -hmm. I used the expression of a relationship outside of yourself, but it could be the relationship with yourself. Mm. And are you experiencing mm. peace after coming away with time with yourself? <laughs> are you bitter? Yes. <laughs> Feeling a little injured by myself, you know. By <laughs> It's so true. We don't think about it that way sometimes, but I think if you can, we treat ourselves sometimes really differently than we treat other people. And we don't consider ourselves to be abusive people, but sometimes we're quite abusive towards ourselves. Mm -hmm. And we don't take that as seriously. We don't see the harm in it. However, if you're like, oh, I want to be really good to my children. I want to be really good to my spouse. I want to be good to my community. 
or all these different things that we want to have good encounters with. But if you are abusing yourself, it affects your children, it affects your spouse, it affects your community. Obviously, it affects you, but sometimes people devalue that part. But you're important in that you're important to your community, you're important to the city, to the world. So these things then are damaged. Just like if you abuse another person, you're damaging not only that person, but their environment, their world, their people. You can do the same when you damage yourself. So there you enter into conviction. Mm. And when you do that, you're able to look at yourself. Now, can you do it? with peace towards yourself and mm. not have the feeling of hatred mm. so okay maybe you are guilty of and it's some kind of an act mm -hmm. that isn't helpful mm -hmm. to you mm -hmm. or to anyone mm -hmm. and you could name it i could pick the tiniest little bad habit mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. the largest oh, yeah. kind of mm -hmm. offense can be from all kinds of places mm -hmm. but now you're able to acknowledge it mm -hmm and say, this is wrong. Mm -hmm. And how are you able to do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What can then happen is like, if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my goodness, I'm abusing myself. I'm a terrible person. And you start abusing yourself more because of it. <laughs> Oftentimes abuse is what we see as the way out. If I just beat myself enough, I'll stop beating myself or something like that. You can apply anything to that. If I just beat myself enough, I'll be better at math or I'll make more money or I'll be able to find a partner or whatever it is that you're struggling with in your life and it applies to this too if I just beat myself and I run to this as a therapist all the time where people are like oh my goodness I'm so mean to myself and then they heap on judgment on themselves I'm such a terrible person well, that you're doing it again you know and it's like well that's how I correct myself I correct myself by being mean to myself so how do you correct yourself out of being mean to yourself if that's your only tool and it's so counterintuitive to experience a conviction and instead of going to you know beatings and worthlessness to actually go to love it's an interesting thing to pair conviction with acceptance finding good language for this in english isn't easy and you might say well how can you accept something if you're convicted about it well there's a reality there's a human reality here where if you love somebody if you love yourself the way that you are you're more likely to change and so this is where this unconditional love meets a reality that's not quite right and is broken. So when unconditional love, so it's like I'm going to love you even though you're broken, meets this reality of, oh, I'm broken. And that's when these two things come together. It becomes sometimes confusing, but the best way to fix something that's broken can be unconditional love. Yeah. Oh, I love that you're saying that. It's reminding me of the ancient book we often talk about. <laughs> the Bible, we talk about the Holy Spirit. Mm. And here on the planet, we have the Holy Spirit that speaks to us. Mm. And there's a scripture that says he convicts you mm. of sin. Mm -hmm. And in the same scripture convinces you mm, of righteousness mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right standing mm -hmm. that there's a convincing that mm. you are mm -hmm. loved so mm -hmm. that's what you're saying too but you can have both mm -hmm. yeah which is so disorienting for people because almost our entire lives we are taught that conviction or guilt or doing something wrong or whatever this is goes along with rejection and 
disqualification and isolation and then depression and anxiety like it's kind of this progression like I make a mistake I lose love and then I'm sad lonely and despairing and hopeless this is that road that people take down and that's not a necessary road which is usually where people I think distinguish shame and guilt from things like conviction the hope that I would have for people is that you would experience the conviction and then experience it within a relationship where there continues to be this positivity and this hope and this relationship and this there might be boundaries there might be structure for sure depending on where you're at and if you're harming other people and all those kinds of things but also with hope and with continued affection and you can discern that for yourself and for the relationships you're in as well through another sweet scripture that talks about fruit Mm -hmm. the way that that's worded is peace love kindness, Mm. joy, patience, Mm. long-suffering, gentleness, Mm -hmm. goodness, meekness, all these precious words, those words demonstrate the fruit Mm. of a life that is healthy Mm. to be around. Then you can discern what's not because Mm. it's the opposite of Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. not loving. It's full of hate. It's not peaceful. It's full of anger. It's not patient. It's full of impatience and instability and all these things that are opposite of those Mm -hmm. fruits so Mm -hmm. then you'll know them Mm -hmm. and you'll know that about yourself because Mm -hmm. where you want to go is to be able to have those fruits in your life and outside of that you really want to separate and that's where conviction is going to come in Mm -hmm. separate you so that you can actually have this revelation Mm -hmm. of what a fruitful life Mm -hmm. would look like and I think that's so important, like to not only discern yourself, but like to discern others, to discern what's happening, to experience that fruitfulness, like, oh, am I having these things? Are other people having these things around me? And when you think about fruit or somebody being productive, you often think about things that the world values, like finances or popularity or skills or beauty or different things like that. And I think shifting that into something where it's like, oh, well, this person is producing patience. That's the fruit that we're looking for producing kindness those are kinds of interesting ways of evaluating people which we do but we often don't list it you know we don't identify we don't quantify we don't think about it it's more of an off to the side thing it's like well this person has a job what do you do we don't go around saying oh you know your name is this and I've produced patience in my life we kind of say like you know like oh I'm a professional in this career and this is the car I drive and you know like that's how we evaluate the fruit of people's lives And I think it's really off. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, those are activities, Mm. results of certain choices. Mm -hmm. And some people might say, oh, those were good choices. Mm -hmm. And not necessarily. Not if you Mm -hmm. were greedy and malicious along the way Mm -hmm. (laughs) to help. It's like, no, in the long run and in the big picture Mm -hmm. and on your deathbed, Mm -hmm. those are not going to feel good. Mm -hmm. Those actions. That's the way to look at life, too, is like, how does this feel? feel how am I am I okay with this I feel like this thing about serving yourself so that you're actually in some people even celebrate and revel in maybe feeling gluttony mm-hmm. oh I love gluten <laughs> no 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 glutton is a different <laughs> gotta make sure you get those ones straight right glutton versus gluten but they all serve the belly, and I think that's the point. <laughs> and there's this one scripture that says, 
have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness. And I think it talks about people whose God is their belly. Mm. It's like you're serving yourself. You're mm-hmm. your own like, sensations. What can I get out yes. of this? And mm-hmm. Not even looking at people. Mm-hmm. Like what's actually good for the people you love, never mind even the people you don't love, right? That kind of selfishness. Like how do you take that and identify it? And then how do you overcome that? I mean, if you're seeing that in other people, do you just avoid them? Like, do you just get away from that? Or how do you deal with it? It's, it's not easy. I think this whole, mm. que sera, sera, whatever will be, will be. Mm. There's a song, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. Mm. Doesn't matter what happens. Everything is roses. It's fine, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't care mm-hmm. whatever else is going to be. I'm just going to live my life being somebody who's really not caring, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. seems to be so happy about it. Yeah. It's just like, this is mm-hmm. a way. And I know that a lot of that feels right to people. They're thinking, well, what's wrong with just doing whatever I want? Mm-hmm. Leave mm-hmm. me alone. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, when you're experiencing or going after just this you know, whatever feels good right now, it does feel good. It feels good in the moment. And I think we all know, I think we all know that when you go after things like that, when you experience them and you just make that the priority, there is this emptiness. And maybe you don't know that yet, but when I talk to people, that's what I hear. Usually it's this statement, which is very common. Sometimes we call it a midlife crisis, but it can happen at any age where there's like, oh my goodness, I got everything I wanted. I'm so blessed. I should be so happy. And that's this experience of kind of this, like, at the other side of whatever will be, will be, and there is this emptiness. Mm-hmm. So you may or may not feel like you're coming face to face with that reality in the moment. And hearing this would perhaps just be seeds towards. Mm. understanding what conviction's purpose is Mm -hmm. and how you can bring love to Mm. those moments in your life that can bring transformation that will be Mm -hmm. healing for you and people around you and that's really the goal for Mm -hmm. us here we Mm -hmm. want to bridge the gap right Mm -hmm. to help people Mm -hmm. to see possibility Mm -hmm. perhaps examine it Mm -hmm. throw it away if you Mm -hmm. wish Mm but we think it's good. Yeah, look at your life. Actually look (laughs) at it, right, and ask that question. I think that's this thing that we often don't do, and we need to. We need to look at it and be like, oh, is this the way I want to live? Am I really living? Am I making the things that are important, important in my life? And I think that's a question we can all do more in our lives. We can ask that question more, and it can be very helpful. I agree. Well, thank you, Cyrus. Thank you, Marianne. Well, that was an honor to get to spend that time with you. Appreciate you tuning in. Please check out more of Dr. Cyrus at maplecrestchurch.ca and at drcyrusdirksen.com. Thanks again and tune in next time for Bridging the Gap. I'm Marianne Rose. Hate song.